Good morning, Boker Tov, and welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Hoping everyone had a magnificent and wonderful Kabbalah Satora, that everybody received the Torah with Ahava and Bepnimius, with love and deep inside the recesses of their soul. I want to thank our generous sponsor of the 10 Minutes of Meaning series for the year, Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. We are, as always, very indebted to the Grunsteins for the generosity for this series and for so much else. And anyone who wants to sponsor a particular shear, this or other, can email lee at brsonline.org, lee at brsonline.org, and we thank you for your sponsorship. We are Mesil Sisharim, the great work of the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, who taught us the path towards self-perfection, how we can become a better or a best version of ourselves. And we talked about living a life of mindfulness, and then Zrizas, alacrity, and then Nikias, purging from ourselves, our negative instinct or inclination, and then the Midah of Precious, how to live with discipline, and now Tahara, how to live a life of purity, where what matters is not only our actions, but our drive, our motivation, why we do what we do, or as we've been saying, not only to do the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. So we're finishing the 16th chapter, Bebeir Midas Tahara, the virtue of purity, why it matters, not just externally, not just going through the motions, not just behaviorally doing the right things, but why what we think about and what we care about and how we focus and our mindfulness, why that matters to. V'chein Amri Zichron Levracha, our great rabbis in Sanhedrin teach us, Rachmana Liba Bai. The Almighty wants our heart. He doesn't just want our hands and feet. He doesn't just want our actions. It's not just about doing the right things. He wants us emotionally invested. He wants us emotionally involved. He wants us to be mindful and conscious and present in what we're doing. He wants us to be doing it for the right reason. It's not enough to just mail it in. It's not enough just to externally get it done. If there's a motto or bumper sticker for our time in which we are so fragmented and distracted, we're so driven by the technology, buzzing and beeping and vibrating. So you say, but check, I davened, and check, I stayed up Shavuos, check, I ate the cheesecake, check, I did the particular mitzvah. But Liba boy, he doesn't want you checking your phone. He doesn't want you distracted. He doesn't want you doing it out of peer pressure or for the sake of honor or glory or to get more friends or followers. Liba boy, he wants our heart. He wants us to be emotionally invested, emotionally present in the relationship in what we're doing. And in this way, the Rebbe Shalom, the Almighty, is no different than any other relationship that we're in. In every relationship, what the other party wants is our heart. So it's not enough, took out the garbage check, spent time with you, check, answered your text messages, check. Where's your heart? Where's your sincerity? Where's your authenticity? Where is the real you? It's not enough for God that we go through the external motion that we technically performed the mitzvah. For Hashem, what He wants is for our heart to be so pure that we are directing it for God. That we do what we do in our marriage or in our parenting or in our friendship, that we're doing it not for our own sake and not for our own glory and not to relieve our own sense of guilt and not to overcome our own shame and not to keep up with others, but we're doing it for the other party. We're doing it because we love, because we care, because we're concerned, because we're involved, because we're invested. Liba boy, Hashem cares not only about our actions, 
You can't say, leave me alone so I don't subscribe to this world of panemius. I'm not invested in understanding the deeper meaning, the deeper reason. So I never think about Hashem. I never think about God. I never connect with Him. I never feel His presence. But what do you want from me? At the end of my life, you can look at my ledger and you'll see, check, 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 check. I did all the right things. And who cares? As long as externally I'm doing all the right things, as long as I can put all the correct check marks, who cares about the rest? God cares. Your spouse cared, your children care, your friends care, your colleagues and your employer care. Everyone around you cares, not only about putting the check mark and doing the right things, but about doing it for the right reason, about giving our heart, about giving our soul, about giving our mind, about mindfully being present in what we're doing. You know what really rules you? What really is in control? The organ that's in charge is not the brain. It's the heart. The brain is the place of thoughtfulness. It's the place of intellect. It's the place of rational thinking. The brain matters and the brain is important and the brain shoots neurons to tell us what to do and how to behave. But the heart, the heart, do you have heart? Do you give it all your heart? Even in our vernacular, we use that language of applying all your heart or giving with a full heart. But if your heart is not in the relationship, even if your head is, you could read on paper, it all looks right and your head can rationalize and explain, intellectually argue why everything is makes sense. But if your heart is not in the relationship, if your heart is not in what you're doing, if your heart is not in the actions you're taking, then they're empty. Then in some ways they're counterfeit. If your heart is not present, it doesn't matter what the rest of your organs and limbs are doing. Because they will go wherever the spirit of the heart takes them. We are wherever our heart is, not where our physical limbs and organs are. Yesterday we gave a shear, the final closing shear of our theme of Torah and technology of Shavuos last evening uh, about the uh, positives and the assets, the wonderful things of technology and the challenges. And one of the challenges is this. It fragments, it distracts, it divides us. It makes it very hard to give our heart and to put our heart into everything that we are doing. Psychologists, sociologists coined the expression absent presence. When you're physically there, but your heart is elsewhere. So a couple's out to dinner, and supposedly they're marking a milestone, celebrating an anniversary, or simply having their date night. And next to date night, next to anniversary, they're putting check, done, had dinner. But if each of them are sitting there with their phones, they're each looking and scrolling and texting and checking, then they were absent present. Physically they were there, but their heart wasn't in it. And if one's heart is not in it, they're not really there. A father or mother are pushing a child on a swing at the playground, check, Spend time with the child, spend time with the grandchild, check. But even if you could put the check mark for having physically been in the playground, having physically pushed the swing, if your heart is not there, then you're not really present. You're absent present. You're not really invested. You're not really involved. You didn't really have that experience. Davening, your mind is really racing elsewhere. All the to-do list, all the things you have to get to. You missed two days this week because of Shavuos. Got to get to work, got to catch up. Got to get back into everything so you're not focused on davening. So you made it through and at the end, check, said Shacharis, turned the pages of the sitter, uttered the words, check. But if you said check, but your heart wasn't in it, did you really do it? So we tend to think it's the brain or the limbs. We tend to think that externally, as long as I went through the motions, I took the actions, that's what matters. Says the Ramchal, no. We follow our heart, not our head. The rest of the limbs follow the heart. Wherever our heart is, what our heart is in, what our heart is invested in, what we give our heart to, that's what's real. And this is an explicit verse in the book of Mishlei, the book of Proverbs. 
Shlomo Amalek, King Solomon, the wisest of all men, teaches, Tana b'ni libchali. My son, says God, my daughter, my child, give your heart to me. Give your heart to me. Don't just give me the actions. You know, the child who sits at the Shabbos Yantar table who doesn't want to be there and they have a frown on their face. Afterwards, they're playing the board game with the family even though they'd rather not. And they're sitting there off abyssin and miserable and negative. And you say, you know, it doesn't really help if you're playing Ramakub if you can't smile. If you're not going to laugh, if you're not going to enjoy. If you're going to be miserable, if you're not giving your heart, it doesn't matter that externally you're putting a check mark next to the fact that you were here. It's not just about the check mark. It's about the heart. It's about giving our heart. And that is the Midah of Tahara. The Midah of Tahara, this Midah of purity, is not just doing the right things, but doing them for the right reasons. It's not just going through the motions, but it's about giving our heart. Because that is the measure of the relationship. That is the measure of our investment in the relationship. It's true in every relationship in our lives, and it's true in our relationship with Hashem. We'll begin just the first sentence of Parak Zion. We're on to the next chapter, making our way through Mesil Sashem Nurmchal, 10 minutes every Wednesday morning, and in 10 or 100 years, We'll get through it. So says the Ramchal, Acquiring this quality, being mindful and present, doing the right things and doing them for the right reason, is really not that challenging to those who've been working on the earlier qualities we've been discussing. Zihiras, caution, and being present, and Zerizas, alacrity, and zeal, and uh, Nikias, purging and ridding ourselves of the negative instinct, intuition, and precious, living with dignity, will bring you up to Tahara. So if you're skipping right to chapter 17, it's going to be difficult. But if you're making our way incrementally, if we're growing and we're adding aspiration and inspiration, then it's not that hard. When a person contemplates, when you examine and think about the nature of the base pleasures of this world, as we've discussed earlier, you will be repulsed and you'll regard them only as defects of this corporal, obscure, and crude side of human nature. When you think about the cravings for unhealthy food, cravings for unhealthy, self-destructive, self-sabotaging behaviors, if you actually consider and you're contemplative, is their pleasure lasting? Does it even carry forward or is it fleeting? Does it disappear? Is it something that makes us feel good or immediately after do we feel guilty and ashamed? If we would just be contemplative and think about those worldly and physical and hedonistic pursuits and pleasures and we'd realize how unfulfilling they are, we wouldn't crave them at all. The problem is that we're taking, we're smitten by them and the way they win, the way it defeats us is we don't even think about it. That's how it wins. So the chi- the, the uh, key is to be present, is to be thoughtful, contemplative, to think, and then we won't even crave. Then we'll be able to live this life of purity. We'll begin with this again uh, next week. We continue in approximately 15 minutes, living with Amuna 845. Tonight, you don't want to miss Behind the Bima. Tonight, we're going Behind the Bima with Rabbi Grossman, the disco rabbi of Migdal or Migdal Emek, an amazing, amazing, amazing person who built a city and he built an institution that has transformed the lives of 30,000 youth Personally, he's an amazing person. You don't want to miss it. Nine o'clock tonight. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.